Hello and welcome to another Royal College of Psychiatrists podcast. My name is Howard Ryland. I'm the Associate Editor of the College e-newsletter and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Marion Janna, OBE and her wonderful dog Buddy. Hello. Hi. So thank you very much for joining us. Marion, you're the Chief Executive of Star Wars. Yeah. What inspired you to develop the project? It happened after I was sectioned. Um, So I was sent to St Anne's in Tottenham, um, very, very much against my will, very angry and humiliated and, and, you know, obviously quite unwell. Um, But I had a very calm and therapeutic month and the staff were just wonderful. Uh, and I was deeply, deeply appreciative because I'm a very difficult and rather expensive inpatient. So I was very grateful to the staff. And I was also struck with how impoverished the ward was. You know, the lack of resources, the lack of talking therapies, which clearly is not the staff's fault. You know, it is the system. So afterwards, I wanted to do something that would reciprocate in some way the incredible kindness and support I had. Um, and also help to make things better for other patients and other staff teams. I mean, it's wonderful to have such a positive approach to improving the inpatient experience. What kind of tools and resources are there on on Star Wars? Well, we've got quite a range now. Perhaps what we feel proudest of at the moment is um, our Wardipedia website, because that has over a thousand examples of great practice in inpatient care. Uh, Real examples from wards about fairly small things they've done that have had a big, big impact. And one of the things we feel very exercised about is that inpatient care tends to have an absolutely unduly and unfair negative reputation, whereas actually what goes on day in, day out on the majority of wards is, is really outstanding. Uh, and so Wardipedia, as well as providing loads of examples for wards of ideas they could pick up you know, from each other, it also, I think, really shows just how strong and creative and actively therapeutic inpatient care can be. Fantastic. And I saw on the website that you've developed a ward buddy, which is a great tool for people to use when they're they're admitted. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, thank you. Yes, that's um, it's actually the first resource we've created for patients. Most of the resources and schemes we've got are for staff. But Ward Buddy is a simple recovery companion. We call it a recovery companion. If we were negative, which we're not, we would call it a survival guide. But what it is, is um, lots of tips from ex-patients about what they found helpful, what has enabled them to make the most of their time in hospital Um, and also it can be used as a journal or a doodle pad or a notebook or a diary so it's a sort of multi-purpose but um, we're about to um, launch a new scheme called Ward Stars um, which has been kindly endorsed and backed by the Royal College of Nursing and it's for healthcare assistants who as you know, have the most contact with patients, but actually shockingly, alarmingly little training. And so it's a way of structuring um, 
their, their learning and making explicit the skills that they've got, which they use you know, continuously you know, throughout their time with patients, and, and a way of validating and awarding those skills. That sounds like a, a really important project. I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, how you view the role of animals in helping with patients who have mental health problems, and it's it's obvious what a great source of support Buddy is to you. Yes. What kind of initiatives could be used to improve the way that the animals are involved? Well, thank you for that very lovely question. Um, and I would refer you to feature six on Wardipedia, which is all about animals and, again, has many, many examples from wards about what they're, what they're doing. A- animals are... They just have an exceptionally unique ability to support uh, those of us who are mentally ill, whether in hospital or out of hospital. Um, and it's a mixture of all sorts of things from companionship, interest, a talking point having responsibility and care for another being. So even having goldfish on the wards is much, much better than having no animals. But Rethink, um, I've got a new project um, which we're helping with to get dogs on wards. Well, I think a range of pets, but I'm particularly keen on dogs on wards because dogs are so interactive and responsive and enthusiastic um, in a way that most other pets, smaller pets, just can't be. And also, they have to be taken for walks. And and certainly for me and Buddy, one of the best things, to my surprise, about getting a dog was all the additional human contact that brings, because I have to take her walking every day. So although my preference is just to stay, you know, shut in at home where I work from, I have to take her out every day for a walk, and as soon as we're out, you talk to other dog people. It's very, very sociable. So having pets on wards is um, and the evidence base is enormous and I've checked out the health and safety stuff there are no there are no guidelines there are no laws preventing this it's it's a mindset that says oh it's too risky it's too dangerous but actually the benefits are are huge and there are lots of ways around some of the difficulties in, in having pets on wards. Fantastic you have been developing some new ideas about how consultant psychiatrists could exercise their role on the ward. Could you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yes, and in fact I can um, refer you and listeners to um, to the online learning modules because um, we've produced one on um, inpatient care and that has quite a big feature on consultants. But the two things that make the most difference and make a disproportionate difference to the running of wards is firstly replacing the dreaded, abominable ward rounds, which are just an exercise in humiliation and disempowerment, replacing those with consultant appointments. And increasingly that's being done and it's being you know, backed by the Department of Health. They say, yes, that's, that is the right thing, ward round. They recognise just how traumatic and unnecessary ward rounds are. So that is the first change that really we would like to see all consultants helping to bring about. And the second is that it is chaos on wards, especially if there are ward rounds, if you have more than one consultant, because so much of the day in the week is taken up with these horrible ward rounds, and it disrupts everything else, and it sucks staff away from being with patients therapeutically and so on. So the the model that works really, really well is where you have one consultant 
on the ward because that consultant then knows the patients and they know him or her and it works infinitely better. Thank you very much. Now, you're a judge on the upcoming Radio 4 All in the Mind Awards. How did you become involved in that and what do the awards honour? Um, I came involved in it because they asked me and I said, oh yes, please. I was very, you know, excited and honoured, frankly, to be to be asked. Um, they are they are record the awards recognize people and groups that really go above and beyond um, because having a mental illness is not only um, pretty devastating for those of us sort of lumbered with it but um, fantastically stressful and disruptive and onerous to those um, who care about us um, you know whether they care about us in our private lives, you know, our friends and family, or whether it's the, in my case, very long-suffering professionals who are looking after us. And uh, so the awards, I think there are three categories, one for an individual, like a family member or friend, uh, one for a professional, and one for a group. And, and really, I think what the panel are looking for are for you know, individuals and groups who have gone the extra mile, or, or 20, um, or 100, sort of, um, as it's been in my case, where I've been just phenomenally well-supported. Um, and if I should just give a little plug here, although he won't like it, but I, I, I must, to my extraordinary psychiatrist therapist, Anthony Bateman, um, who has just, uh, will enable me to get through the very profound trauma and disruption of having borderline personality disorder. So I'm deeply, deeply grateful to Anthony. Marion, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been wonderful to have Buddy here as well. And I wish you all the best for the future. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you.